Hello and welcome to a Gamer Talks bonus episode. In this episode I'll be talking a little bit more about the indie games releasing in July and then I'll also be talking about the Steam Next Fest which I participated in. Uh, now before we go any further I just uh, should point out that I'm recording this on a Monday morning so there's no buster hierarchy or position to help me. I'm just on my own with this one. Poor old Mikey. Um, so yeah, anyway, we'll start by talking about the Steam Nexus. The Nexus issue was interesting because uh, a lot of the games featured, not all of them, but a lot of them were actually releasing fairly soon, so it was nice to play them before they came out. Um, um, and like I say, yeah, a lot of them coming out soon, some of them this one, some of them in August, which we'll talk about in our August episode, uh, some of them later this year as well. Uh, a couple of them are available on consoles as well, so it's worth having a look if anything tickles your fancy. I think there was some 1500 uh, demos available uh, across the across the week. I played around 30 I think or something like that. A lot of which are on our YouTube channel, you can check out the Game Talks YouTube and most of them are on there. However, not all of them, not all of them, because um, some of them bother recording, but there was some cool ones. I'm going to go through my favourites now. Uh, first one I think I enjoyed the most was something called Wet Bread. Uh, Wet Bread was a, a fun game. It's like a 2.5D uh, puzzle platformer, side-scrolling platformer. Basically, you play a, a piece of wet bread. Uh, going along the shelves of a supermarket in a parkour fashion, you know, jumping and sliding and and then you end up shooting baddies um, and shielding yourself from damage and all that kind of stuff. And the idea of the game is that you, uh, I don't know if what you call offspring or family, but you're finding other pieces of bread, whether crumbs or whatever, I don't know. Um, so yeah, you're basically going through the game in a parkour fashion, finding these other pieces of bread. Um, the game is split into sort of areas, so there are kind of checkpoints as well. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that one, so I'll be keeping an eye on that one. That one's out later this year, um, so I'll be keeping an eye on that one. Uh, next one I enjoyed, I've still got the demo, uh, not for this one actually, sorry, the demo's not available for this one anymore, but... I do have some demos, just not this one because it's not available anymore. This one's called While the Iron's Hot. Now what this one was, was um, another sort of 2D, 2.5D game, but it's not a puzzle platformer, this is a sort of action-adventure game. So if you imagine a sort of 2D side-scrolling adventure game. Um, and the reason it's called Wild Iron's Hot is you actually play a blacksmith. Because uh, <laughs> why would you not do that? Um, so yeah, basically there's a story, um, which a lot of which involves you going to find materials, making uh, weapons, trying to upgrade yourself, um, upgrade your skills. Uh, there's also other areas to find, there's side quests to do. It's actually a very good little game. Uh, Wild Iron's Hot is particularly... One that stuck out to me because um, when I first loaded up, I don't know if you guys have played this, but it reminded me of a game called Pentiment, which was thrown together by 
Obsidian a little while back. Um, and I just, I just, I just couldn't stand that game. Like, I picked it, like, I tried it, um, and I played a bit of it, but I just couldn't, I couldn't keep playing, I just couldn't stand that game. Um, partly because uh, they put in this sort of 2D uh, action-adventure game, like, well, I thought. Uh, but basically what they'd done is they'd given you different paths, so you could walk forward and go down one path, or you could walk down um, and hold down the left key, or D, and walk down the other path. Uh, and it was quite confusing, there was different paths and there was different missions going on at the same time. It was also set in this sort of 1800s ultra-religious time, which I just can't be honest with, I'm not religious at all. Um, so I, I, I kind of got vibes of that when I loaded it while I talked the first time, but um, the more I played it, and you'll hear this in the video, the more I played it, the more it kind of reached out to me and appealed to me. Um, so I, I actually ended up really enjoying this game, um, and I'm kind of sad the the demo's not available anymore, but it's actually due for release uh, soon, so I'm not too concerned. Um, it's due before the end of year, so I'll be keeping an eye out on that one. Um, so yeah, two games there. I'll probably be buying Wet Bread because it was a lot of fun and Wild Iron's Hot, which is just a... It was just cute. Though, you know, the art style was kind of cutesy and I, I enjoyed that. And also, also the the pixel, pixel art, everything's done in pixel art as well. This sort of pixel art, art adventure. Um, you all know I like a pixel art game. Um, I got Chain Echoes, which is pixel art. There's a few other ones. Out there, the uh, some of the Dragon Quest games, the spin-off games, the older Dragon Quest games are all pixel art, which I like. Um, there's quite a few. Uh, there's a couple of other ones coming up soon, which I'll probably be getting as well. Um, so yeah, I'll probably be getting that one. Anyway, let's move on, because quite a few. Uh, next one that I enjoyed was something called Full Void. Uh, now what this was is... Uh, Another sort of two and a half D action adventure platformer. Uh, the catch here was that it's set in a sort of dystopian, dark, gritty fantasy future, uh, where you're basically running away from a sort of rogue AI robot thing. Um, I think High Arcade might like this one, but as well because uh, the way the the AI works is it's a sort of scary halo looking robot thing with one eye uh, and instead instead of it just following you about everywhere um, it will jump out at certain times certain times that you aren't aware of um, and it will give you the jump scare um, and all the times you will not be able to escape because you're too close to the edge or because you're too close to it or you missed your jump or whatever and it will catch you and you get this sort of scary scene and the game will be like over and you'll have to go back to the last uh, last checkpoint area. Um, the game itself, like about like I said with wet bread, it's kind of like a parkour thing, you know, jumping and sliding and, and uh, moving over gaps and you... There's some puzzles in it as well, you know, you have to solve 
electrical, um, how do I say it, short, like, a short circuit, you know, the key. Basically, early on, there's an elevator, and you have to activate that elevator by solving a little puzzle on the panel uh, to get the power flowing, and then when the power is flowing, you actually have to press the button as well to get the lift, the elevator going up and down, so you have to solve that. It's a little puzzle like that I really like. Um, someone commented on our YouTube that the game was really dark and they could hardly see what was going on. If you watch the trailers on YouTube or not on YouTube on uh, Steam or something, you will see that it's a very dark game, and that's probably why you can see very well. I probably should have checked that, but you know. Uh, yeah, so like I say, it's a 2.5D side-scrolling puzzle platformer again. It's very dark and gritty, which I, I kind of weirdly like. I don't normally like that stuff, but I kind of weirdly like it. Um, I think Hurricane might like it, because of the jump scares. And, like, the AI is basically a robot, like I said, and it jumps out at random times and terrifies you, which is kind of cool as well. It doesn't, it doesn't follow you about. Uh, which makes it a lot harder to avoid it. Um, and it means it usually takes you several attempts as well to, uh, you know, to pass an interaction, if that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, that was really enjoyable. Uh, that one's actually due out soon. Uh, it's on my wish list as well. It's due later this month. Uh, I'll get to that later on because I'm going to read out some of the releases as well. Um, that one's legacy on my wish list. And that's uh, probably an 85% purchase. I mean, it's a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, it, it's like one of those games that... You know, it's not at the top of your list, so it kind of depends on the price and everything, and the, you know, if there's going to be things packaged on release, it's going to be, uh, you know, if it's Steam only or if it's on, you know, GOG or something as well. Um, but I'll talk a little more about that later on. Uh, the next one I really enjoyed, which is uh, it takes me back to. Uh, if you've ever played some of those free games on your mobile device where you are basically in some kind of vehicle, a motorbike or dirt bike and you're basically driving along hills and up ramps and doing something this game reminded me a lot of that, this one's called Laika Bound in Blood um, so basically what this was, was or is, because the demo is still available, I've just re-downloaded it actually because I enjoyed it so much uh, oh, sorry, it's not Bound in Blood, it's Age Through Blood. Like, Age Through Blood. Um, yeah, anyway, what it is, is, um... It's another 2.5D... Uh, it's not really a puzzle game, it's more of an action-adventure game, so a 2D action-adventure game. And basically you, sp you spend large portions of the game on a motorbike. Um, so you're just kind of driving along the uh, country, countryside in a motorbike. Um, there, there is checkpoints and there is puzzles to solve and there's more layers to the game such as 
later on you've got to avoid missiles, later you can also make your own weapons, you can do different tricks to recharge your power-ups. Um, you also have a, a sort of phone or walkie-talkie, I'm not quite sure what one it is. Uh, you can't use it, but you do get to hear about the feedback on it, you know, hear, you hear what's said on it by by other people. Uh, so yeah, I quite enjoyed this. Uh, riding about on the motorbike. A lot of the game is very silent and empty, which kind of takes you back to... Uh, it's that kind of thing where if you... Uh, I don't know many of you have watched through The Walking Dead. Um, and it's just large areas of it are just very kind of quiet and destroyed. And it's kind of like that. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I thought it was cool. The, the game itself is set in a sort of... Um, it's meant to be a western scene, so you've got like a 2D western scene. So you're riding this motorbike through this 2D western scene, and it is quite gritty. There's, you know, bodies and blood and things. Uh, like I say, there's checkpoints in case you die. Later on there is also... Uh, you know, missiles and baddies to kill and weapons and jumps and uh, other puzzles to solve and ramps to take and direction things. And the whole game's very good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I will probably get that one as well. That's another one like Full Void that, again, it will depend on the price and where it's available and what comes with it and all that stuff. But it's a game I enjoyed a lot. Like I say, I've just re-downloaded the demo. Um so I can play through it a bit more. Uh, that one's not got a release date, unfortunately, but I'll be keeping on it anyway. Uh, next one I didn't enjoy quite so much. It's called Palio Pines. This was, this was kind of cutesy. I liked it, but it wasn't like one of my favourites. Uh, so basically what it was, was a sort of... Those kind of life, slice of life farming sims. Um, and it was like ultra colourful, the graphics were very good, it was very good. Um, I played a couple of games like that. Um, the thing that set Palio Pines apart was that it had dinosaurs in it. <laughs> uh, so basically you start the game and you pick up a ranch. Like all of these games you get given a ranch bar deceased family member or whatever. Um, and basically you are able to ride around on this dinosaur. You can uh, interact with him, you can feed him, you can pat him, all that stuff. Um, if you go into the open field there's actually dinosaurs for you to, to meet as well. Which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, there's also side quests and things to do as well, um, and you, you know you can go into little villages and meet the people, and there's uh, you know stalls where you can buy seeds and tools and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I thought that was very nice. Um, but yeah, basically what sets the game apart is um, the dinosaurs. Um, but then because there's a lot of these kinds of games out there, it's nice to have one that sets itself apart. Um, 
so I thought that was nice. And like I say, village and things, there is actually a story, an underlying story as well. The story itself isn't the most exciting story in the world, but it's not terrible. So, you know, uh, the demo for that one is still available on PC as well. So if you want, you can play that one. Um, that's one I'll probably not be getting. Um, it's just, it's like, it's another slice of life farming sim, it's too relaxed, it's too much of a grind, it's just not me, I don't have time for that. Um, as much as I liked it, it's not something I'll be uh, spending a lot of time on and then buying as well when it comes out. Um, so we'll leave that one. Uh, the next one I did enjoy, it, and that's called Sea of Stars. Uh, sea of Stars is another one of those kind of pixel art uh, action adventure games. A bit like a chain deckled or a dragon quest uh, or something like that. There's a lot of games like that. Sea of Stars is very cool. Uh, so basically what it is is you start at the top of a mountain and there's, I think there's two or three characters you can choose. What kind of I remember. And basically you go down the mountain um, and then you get to your kind of home, hometown, home village and then that's when the game kind of begins. Um, and they've, after, well it's not really a village, it's more of a town, maybe even a city, it's a huge place you can explore, you can go into the buildings, there's chests to collect things, there's shops, it's, it's very varied. Um, and then your first mission you actually go out into the countryside if you can call it that um, and the map changes to like a, like a Pokemon style map which I quite like, that was a cool touch and then you actually go to uh, a, an ex laboratory, an ex scientist laboratory and you go in there and there's kind of vibes of magic and platforms you can move and things which I really enjoyed so things like that I really like um, And it will go go nicely alongside the rest of the sort of 2D pixel game. Aha, uh -huh, sorry, I'm a bit tired. I'm yawning my head off here. Um, yeah, like I say, that'll go a lot nicely alongside the other pixel games I have. I have got Chain Decos, and there's a few other ones coming along, which we're going to get as well. Uh, so yeah, see stars for that one. I think the demo for that one's still available. It might be on Switch as well. I can't really remember. Uh, the, fi the final one I just want to mention is called Viewfinder. Now this was probably the one I enjoyed uh, the most. Basically what it is, is a... Uh, how would you describe it? It's a sort of first person puzzle platformer game. Uh, now it is a sort of psychological thriller as well. Uh, so basically, basically what you do is certainly on the first part of the game. You go around and it's uh, it's another disused laboratory or parts of a laboratory. And basically what you do is you go around picking up photos and you then place those photos into the scenery and use them to continue the game. Uh, let me explain, try to explain. So imagine this, you go so far and you get to a big you know, a big gap until the next bit. Um, 
You then pick up the foot of a bridge. You then rotate and place some bridge. And you can then walk over it into the next bit of the game. That's the sort of thing you do. Uh, now I thought this was brilliant. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was great. It was incredibly satisfying as well when you get it right. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed this. It actually looks really good. It's got a nice soundtrack to the back of it. There is puzzles. Like I say, puzzles to solve. Not just picking up foes, but sometimes you've got to move items to power or something, or uh, you know, you've got to rotate full the right way, or you've got to walk in. It's actually very, very cool. Um, but but I see it looks amazing in terms of the, the art and the design, but it's also got its own unique uh, style, if you like. You know, it's not just the same as every other game. It's, um, it's not quite pixel art, but you can imagine a lot of it is... Sharp folds, but then they've got fuzzy edges. And you may be thinking, oh yeah, it's just your graphics on your connection shit and you're just, that's just happening. But a lot of them are designed to look like that. Um, some of them to give away clues on where to be. Some of them just look like that because that's the style they went for. Um, so that was that. Um, like I say, it's a 3D kind of puzzle platformer game. It's also got a bit of dark humour in it as well. Uh, you know, funny things happen. Uh, which I thought was very cool. It sets it right out from the rest. Uh, the other reason I like this game, not the number one reason, but another reason, is that it's actually done by Sadowell Studios here in Bonnie, Scotland. So, a kind of homegrown game uh, for me anyway. That's where I'm based. Um... So yeah, homegrown game and Viewfinder is one I will definitely, definitely be picking up. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the story itself is kind of cool. Like I say, it's about placing photos and burning things up. So basically solving puzzles, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so that's the ones I enjoyed the most. Um, in terms of the ones I didn't enjoy, just quickly I'll run through them. There was one called Let's School. Uh, which was about building school and burning it efficiently. Uh, but I just didn't really enjoy that because of the way it was made and programmed and the wording and everything and the building. I just, it was just too much for me. Uh, if you listen to the main episode, you'll have, you'll, you'll have heard me going on about Planet Coaster and how just having to build everything from scratch is a bit much. Uh, and this is kind of like that. Um, I just don't have the time to do that. Um, and then also the fact that it's made by, is it a company in China, maybe? Japan, I can't remember. A lot of the prompts are, uh, are not necessarily spelt wrong, but they're missing words or they're phrased wrongly and don't make sense to me. Things like that. I'm just like, well, I can't sit here and spend five minutes working out what they mean and then trying to build it which takes you know half an hour i just can't do that you know you tear your hair out and you don't know what you're doing it's just i can't do that uh, a couple other ones i played one called let's little kitty big city it's called and what this is basically a a 3d puzzle platformer um it basically gives you uh weak 
I say weak vibes, I'm stray. So basically you play a cat. Uh, the whole game is a 3D, like I said. And basically you... The only thing of the game is that basically you own your... You know, your cat bed is on a high ledge on a high building. Uh, and basically your cat falls off that ledge right down to, to street level to ground level. And you basically have to, to solve puzzles and, you know, use parkour skills and all that stuff to make your way back up to that high ledge. Um, so you have to, you know, climb on boxes, open doors, go through windows, walk along walls, all that stuff to get back to your bed. Um, so that was a cool one. Um, I kind of like that. Uh, so I might consider getting it when it comes along, but it's not my favourite. Um. I also played one called Cross Blitz. Uh, that was weird. I really enjoyed it, but it was kind of weird. Uh, so basically what Cross Blitz is, it's on the YouTube if you want to watch it. It's a, a card game. Basically, so what you do is it's like a like a board game to start off. Um, and you're a, a pirate and you move along the board. Um, and every so often you'll get to an enemy and you've got to defeat them in card-based combat. And that's where the card game comes in. Um, it's a little bit like Gwent in The Witcher where you uh, basically need to defeat your enemies by having a stronger card or cards. A lot of the cards like Gwent have special powers and they can you know, inflict, inflict three damage on all cards or... Um, you know, they have a magic power or they cause weather effects or something, so... Vibes of that, and I kind of like that, so I got vibes of Gwen and I quite enjoyed that game. Uh, I'll be keeping on that one. Eh... Uh, what else? I mean, I played one called Ulterium Shift, which I've actually played before. It was on the YouTube and I took it down. It's another, it's another kind of pixel art 2.5D... Uh, platformer game. Uh, the one that sets this one apart is, well, apart from the world being very detailed, a lot of the uh, encounters are random, random encounters. <laughs> Which one of the things you won't see, they'll come, come out from behind trees, uh, also from under rocks. Sometimes they'll just come home off screen to catch out. Which I thought was a nice touch. Um, yeah, and it's another pixel art game. Uh, the one that kind of sets this one apart, if I can see that, is um, at the start of the game, there's three main characters you can choose from, and they all have their own kind of special powers. Um, and you, you choose some later on in the game, the powers become more obvious, but when you start the game, you don't know that. Um, Anyway, so there's a bit of puzzle solving in that, pick the best one, and then you're given tasks and side tasks and things, and then eventually you go out into the world as the three of you. Um, and you have to go from one town to another and deliver a letter or kill baddies, all those things, uh, which I quite enjoy. Um, and like I said, it's another uh, pixel art game, you know, like, um, um, there's quite a few of them out there. That one is due out soon, soon as well. Uh, so that was the ones I kind of enjoyed. Uh, there was a few other ones as well, but I won't bother going through 
all of them. Alright, let's move on to the uh, indie releases for July. Uh, I was going to put these in the main episode, but because that went on so long, I didn't, and decided to make it into its own episode, where I could stock, talk a little bit about the uh, Steam Decks Fest as well. Uh, so let's jump right into them. So the first one releasing this month is called Catching Cook. Uh, now I played this one. This one's done by Campfire Studios. Uh, and it's due on 6th. So just a few days, depending when you listen to this. It might already be out. Um, Catching Cook, it basically gave me strong dredge vibes. Um, what they've done is they've put in... A similarly shaped boat, without without the upgrades, of course. Uh, a similar idea in that you have to catch fish, although you haven't, you don't have to play mini games to catch them. You just kind of reel them in. Um, but then instead of selling those fish uh, to a market, just making money going out again, you uh, sell them to a restaurant, turn them into food. Uh, so, quite a cool little idea, but the game itself wasn't that interesting. Uh, the boat is the boat is very plain. It's not decorated or upgraded or renamed in any way. It's just a plain boat. Um, and then, like I say, you go out and cast your rod into the sea and catch fish. Um, but there's no real mini-game for catching the fish, you just kind of reel them in. Um, graphically, I mean, it wasn't that impressive. I mean, I know it's an indie game and it's uh, probably low-budget, and Campfire Studios are actually working on another game at this point as well. Um, so I can understand what's going on. It's a, it's a cosy little game, but it's not something that tickles my fancy. Um, but yeah, Catch and Cook, Campfire Studios, it's due on the 6th of June, if it like, if you like it. Um, I think it's up on our YouTube as well, I can't actually remember. Um, but yeah, not something I'll be pursuing. Uh, and the next one I will be pursuing, it's Alterium Shift. I just mentioned that actually, it's due on the 6th of June, or July rather, in Early Access. Uh, it's made by Dratzy Games, I think I've mentioned it before, but it's finally, finally here. Uh, so yeah, 6th of July, uh, if you're interested in something like that, like I say, it's a, a, a sort of top-down pixel art game. It's the one with the three characters that you choose from. Uh, if you're interested in that sort of stuff, then you can play it. Um, like I say, I'll be... I'll be uh, right into that one. Uh, there is quite a nice little, uh, I don't know if you call it a story, but under underlining to it, uh, whereby you, aside from the main bit, you get given, you know, you get given side quests, and you can talk to people, and there's different areas you can go to, and all that stuff. Um... Which I which I quite enjoy. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, then you can you can check it out. Um, so yeah, sixth of July in early access for that one. Um, it's not the full release, but I don't really mind 
in the games doing this. Uh, but yeah, I'll be checking out. Uh, now this next one looks kind of cool because I like this sort of thing as well. This one's called The King's Campaign. Uh, this one's due on the 13th of July. Um, and it's sort of a partnership. It's done by Riveri Studios. Riveri, Riveri Studios. Uh, and then also Bad Logic Studios. So it's kind of a, a mashup of the two. Uh, basically what it is, is our, our RTS Conquering game. Uh, so it's a kind of 4X grand strategy game. So basically what you do is you are... Uh, You're given a piece of land and you build up your, you know, your base, your village. Um, you, you, I mean, you basically protect this as a city builder and then it becomes a kind of war game, tower defence game. Um, it's the kind of game I like, I like RTS, I like little building, as you know, like a, an Age of Empires or something. Um, a large part of this game is going to depend on how the combat works, because if it's... Um, easy to control and great, but if it's not, then, you know. Sadly, I didn't play the demo for this. I don't think there was one. I can't remember. Uh, the graphics, looking at the trailer, the graphics aren't that impressive. So if it makes it difficult to build and fight because you can't see what you're doing, then it might defeat the purpose of the game. But, anyway. Uh, yeah, so if you like things like that, you can get that on the 13th of July. You might want to check it out because uh, there's no there's no demo. There's also no footage of me playing a demo. Um, so yeah, it's probably worth checking out before you buy it if you want. Uh, another one I just talked about there, Full Void, that's out on the 18th. Uh, it's done by Out of the Bit. Out of the Bit Limited, that's what they're called. Uh, a duo on the 18th. Uh, like I say, it's a dark, grey, dystopian, kind of two and a half D uh, side scrolling platformer game. Uh, I really enjoyed it actually. I know on YouTube it was really dark and hard to see what was going on, and that's because the game itself is really dark and gritty and hard to see what's going on. But uh, you can. Uh, I don't know if you can make it on YouTube, but on the, like, on my actual screen, I could see my character and where he was going and what he was doing, and that was enough for me. Um, so yeah, like I say, I really enjoyed this game, so I'll probably get that. I'm not a hundred percent, but I probably will. Um, so that's what I think of that one. Uh, next one, Viewfinder. Like I just spoke about a minute ago, that's Sad Owl Studios, that's out on the 18th as well. And this is one I will 100% be getting. I really enjoyed this one. Like I say, it's that kind of uh, 3D first person platformer. Someone said it was almost like a VR thing. Because it's in first person, it's kind of like you're wearing VR goggles and you walk about. Um, it's almost like if you saw the missing part, you know, the photo in your mind, and then you placed it using your brain. That's kind of what it's like. So it is very cool. 
Uh, so I'll 100% be getting that one. Um, that's I just yeah I just really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean I think the thing that I enjoyed so much about it is the fact that there's nothing really out there like it. You know, it's really the the first of its kind, um, which utilizes kind of. 3D photos and um, you know kind of kind of dark humor, dystopian. Well, maybe not dystopian, but but uh, like an abandoned uh, base. You're kind of walking through, placing foes, and it's just very cool. Uh, so I'll hundred percent be getting viewfinder. Uh, so yeah, 18th of July for that one. You can check it out on. Well, see, you can also check out my trailer. My video should see on YouTube uh, as well. Sarah was shooting that one, so supporting a homegrown studio as well. What's what's not to like? Uh, now, Tectonica actually comes out on the 18th as well. It releases a early access. Finally, finally, you'll remember that I played this one about what was it, 18 months ago, maybe, and I put it onto the YouTube. Uh, that was the, the demo. They actually took the demo down and they put up the... Well, they put the game... Uh, released the 18th. It releases, like I say, to early access. Uh, I'll be probably getting that one. I'm not 100% sure. Um, anyway, it's Firewalls Games that are making it. Um, so basically what it is, is this kind of dystopian underground... Uh, alternate game uh, where the I, th I can't remember the story I think the overworld has been destroyed and you're stuck underneath the ground uh, and you've basically got to use machines to uh, harvest minerals you know iron and coal and so on and then you can turn them into, into upgrades into better machines and all that stuff and there's also puzzles to solve as well it's just a very cool uh, aesthetic and design, you know, the art and the way the walls glisten and there's computers from abandoned uh, discovered parties underground and all that stuff, so it's pretty cool, so I'll probably be getting that one. Uh, like I say, it's early access on the 18th, so you can check it out. Uh, but yeah, Firehose Games that one, so it's definitely something I'd recommend check out. If you like that sort of thing. Uh, the next one is called Let's Revolution. Uh, now, this is another one I put on the YouTube. It's another sort of uh, card game. Card game game. <laughs> uh, but it's a bit different. So basically what you do is at the start of the game, uh, it's all to do with royalty. So there's like a king and uh, I can't remember all these zombies. That's something wrong. So basically you're to you're to overthrow him. I can't remember the exact story, but you're to overthrow him. So it's like you play through this board game, um, and then you end up at a body, and you defeat him, and I think it's card-based combat again, I can't remember. And you defeat baddies, which are guard, and you get to the king, and the king runs away. And you have to kind of follow the, the board game map thing to to track him down. 
and that's basically what the game is and all the way defeat baddies that are protecting him uh, and you defeat thieves and you can you, can, you know you can buy things and you can upgrade things it's quite a full-blown game but it wasn't really my thing uh, but anyway that one's a two on the 19th it's done by ant food or called um so yeah it's like i say it's up on the youtube or on youtube if you want to check that out uh, right next one and i've been waiting a long long ass time for this one this is dross dross is due out on the 20th finally due out on the 20th of july and uh, now what this is is a 3d uh, action action 3d action platform a 3d platform whatever you call it uh, so basically you play through a sort of scientific uh, underground universe um, and it's basically a platformer, you know, you solve puzzles, jump on uh, moving platforms, destroy things, uh, it's very good. So uh, I'd advise checking that out, so that was due on the 20th of July, it's done by Emerge Worlds. So yeah, it's basically a puzzle platformer, like I say, it's kind of cutesy, it's also kind of funny, okay. Kind of gives me vibes of, um, what's it called, Psychonauts. Um, you know, and you, you kill bodies, and like I say, you solve puzzles. Uh, there's also, you you get a little companion, which is a, an eyeball. <laughs> and you carry him along and he's your little companion to help you solve things. Uh, it's just a very cutesy, very good game. Um, so like I say, that was during the 20th, you can check it out now if you want, you can also pre-order as well, I really enjoyed that one, uh, when I played it, I played it a while back, I had a, was it a demo or something, I can't remember, but, uh, anyway, and then you can check that one, and that one's done by Emerald Rolls, like I say, it's due on the 20th of July. Uh, right, two more coming out this month. This one is called Koa and the Five Pirates of Mara. Uh, now this one's done by Talpa, Talpa Games, who are the ones that did... Um, um, is it Chia? Did they do Chia as well? I can't remember. Um, now I have the demo for this one downloaded, but I haven't actually played it yet. Uh, I will put it up on the YouTube when I have. Uh, it's due on the 27th, basically what it is, is uh, an, a another kind of action-adventure uh, 3D platformer game. Uh, the idea is that um, Island of Mana is the, the kind of place, so you venture through the Island of Mana on this kind of platformer adventure, uh, so you, you know, you traps, outwit traps, and dangerous environments, I think. Um, so the, the catch is that you are, uh, you're going after some pirate treasure, that's basically what the game is. Um, sadly the demo for that is not actually available anymore, so I can't play it. Neither can you, but you know. Uh, see, that's the game. You're basically going after some pirate treasure uh, on this kind of 3D platformer. So, 
It looks very cool. I'm actually annoyed now that I didn't play it. Um, but I'll just have to try it when it gets released. Uh, like I say, 27th for that one, and that one's Talpa Games, and then also Underchin, who I presume are a small team that helped them to bring it to life. Um, but yeah, I'll be keeping on that one. Um, 27th of July for that one. Uh, final one that I've got is called Vember. Uh, now I've been keeping an eye on Vember for a while. I actually played the demo as well. It's up on YouTube if you want to watch it. Uh, so Vember comes out on the 31st of July. It's done by Visai, Visai Games. Now this is the one that's uh, a Indian cooking story adventure game. I'm just going to look it up to see what the official description is. I actually finished the demo. Although whether that was the whole game or not, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, let's have a look, Vemba. Uh, yeah, like I say, it's an Indian quick adventure game. The demo's still available if you want to play it. Uh, yeah, so short narrative cooking game. Uh, you play as an Indian mum who immigrates to Canada. Yeah, so basically you, you cook cook dishes, uh, cook Indian dishes, uh, and you also hold conversations with people. Uh, so it's not the most exciting game, but, you know, if you like a, a slow narrative game, then, you know, it's, it's very casual as well. Uh, so if you like casual games, yeah, it's good for you. I mean, I like casual games, but this one isn't for me. But if if you fancy it, then there first to July for that one. Um, it's yeah, like a narrative. I guess you could call it like a narrative adventure, narrative cookie adventure game. Uh, which you know, it's all right. The cooking's very interactive, uh, which is a nice touch. But apart from that. It's not terribly exciting, but um, like I say, it's up on our YouTube, and uh, if you like the look of it, you can pick it up on the 31st. You can also pick up the demo, like I say, it's still available on Steam. Um, it's done by Visai Games, and it's, I believe it's her first, uh, first game, so excuse them for not making a, a longer more detailed game, but I don't really care. Uh, I should. I also forgot to point out that the uh, demo for Viewfinder is actually available on the PlayStation 5 right now, so you should probably try that out if you have a PlayStation 5. Uh, I highly recommend that one. Um, the demo was also on PC for the Steam Next Fest, but they took it down ahead of the game's release, so you can't play it. On PC. Um, Alright, that's all the games releasing this month. There's actually a few more, but I've not jotted them all down. Uh, but, you know, there's plenty there to be going on. Um, and like I say, that's uh, the Steam Next Fest done for this year. Until next year. I've still got a bunch of demos on my hard drive, but I haven't played them. Um, I've re-downloaded Leica. 
because uh, like I say, I really enjoyed the the parkour thing on the bike. You know, that was really cool. Um, that was very enjoyable. That's a lot of them were. Um, right, thanks for listening. I'm probably going to leave it there since it's Monday. Uh, I have work soon, so you know, I'm not completely free from my obligations. Uh, you can also check the demos out on YouTube, um, and if you do, follow us on YouTube for more video content. You can also follow us on Twitch. We've got the Gamer Talk stream channel. Find out what we're doing on there. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter. You've got the Gamer Talks channel. And then you've also got High Arcade and Buster. You can find out what they're up to on there. Uh, Pookie Vision wasn't on the July episode. Sadly, he wasn't on the main one. He'll be back next month. He's currently on holiday in Tunisia, getting burnt. Um, but I'm sure he's enjoying all the same. Uh, but yeah, once again, like I say, thanks for listening. And I'm going to end it there and I'll speak to you later on.